Hallelujah. Lord, what a wonderful, wonderful Savior you are. God, we praise you. We love you, God. We thank you for your loving kindness, your goodness, your mercies that are new every single day, Lord God. Father, we pray that you would invade this service today, Lord God. Invade our hearts so that we could have more of you and less of us. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness. And we are overcome with your love. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God is good. All the time. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Roger and the worship team. Awesome. Awesome. Yep, I know. <laughs> so we're, before we get started, we're going to release the kitties so you're able to skip out of here. I love it when I see them just skipping along, going to Sunday school. That's the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are so glad that you are here today in the house of the Lord. Aren't you glad to be here? Amen. Amen. We've prayed for this service today, and we've asked the Lord to just invade this place with his presence. And so, as you can see, I'm not Pastor Barb. I'm not Pastor Norm. <laughs> They're not here today. Uh, they had a wedding downstate that they did this, well, Pastor Norm did this weekend. And so... Um, they asked me to fill in for them. I'm Martha Joe, just in case you don't know who I am. So today, my message that I'm going to share is love covers a multitude of sins. Multitude. I got to thinking about that, and of course the teacher in me wants to look it up. And so I looked it up, and it means a large number of something, a vast amount Sometimes so much that you can't number it. How many of you have ever walked the Mackinac Bridge? L lift your hand up high. Well, there's a lot that are not. I'm telling you, put it on your bucket list to do it at least once in your lifetime. It is an experience. It's incredible. You get to see the sun rising when you're on the bridge walking. It's, it's really awesome. But for the, I did the first time about five years ago. And when I did, I saw a multitude of people. And it began from the time we got up, what, at 5 a.m., I think it was? And we're in the car, we're going down the road. All the cars on the road are going towards the Mackinac Bridge. There's hardly any oncoming traffic. And then, as we got onto the highway, I mean, it was a line of cars going down the highway, going towards the Mackinac Bridge. And what was neat is we were all coming together from all different directions, the north, the south, the east, the west, and it was all, our goal was to get to the Mackinac Bridge to walk it. And it was a vast amount of people. Mikey, if you put that first slide up, is a multitude of people. And because they were everywhere, they were all around you, they were in front of you, behind you, young and old, handicapped, kids riding on their dad's shoulders. Um, show the next picture, too. Notice in these pictures that it doesn't show what's behind. It's just showing as you're going across. And it's, it's really quite an event. And you don't really see the multitudes when you're in and among them. You know, you wouldn't see me because I'm short. <laughs> you wouldn't see me in that picture. But 
What's neat is until you watch it on the news at night and they show pictures from whether one of the towers snapped a shot or a drone flying above getting a bird's eye view, that's what I call a multitude when I see a multitude. And yet, the Lord says in 1 Peter 4.8, most importantly of all, continue to show deep love for each other because love covers a multitude of sins. You know, there's an old song that says, He looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. I love that song. And so to cover sin is to forgive it. And so forgiveness is associated with love. And God's love teamed up with forgiveness brings forth cleansing in our hearts. And so the Word of God says in Psalms 51 and 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Amen. You know, when you think about loyal, it's either faithful or not faithful. You know, we need to have that renewed within us. And I believe in this scripture that the psalmist is saying that our hearts need cleaning up from time to time. We all need God. We all need his cleansing heart or touch upon our hearts. And so... And I, I'm not talking about just when you've asked Jesus to come into your heart and be Lord of your life, because from that point on and back, he, your sins have been washed away. Can I get an amen? amen? Hallelujah for that. But it doesn't just stop there. It's not one and done, because we are exposed to a world that is corrupt and a world that has so much uncleanness in it every day. And so from time to time, the Lord will bring us to a point or a place of cleansing. And he cleanses our hearts from wounds, from wounds from words that have been spoken over us, wounds of actions of others, yes, and even our own actions, and wounds from our own mouth, as we have spoken words that have brought pain to others. Can I say, even to ourselves. And so the Lord's cleansing brings healing not only to our hearts, but it can bring healing to our minds also. And, the, and God is the only one who can take pain out of memories. Don't we serve an awesome God? Amen. Hallelujah. So inside of our hearts, there can be all kinds of hidden hurts, hidden sins, things that we're very aware of, as well as things we had no idea that they were there. Have you ever had the Lord reveal something so deep inside of your heart that it hurt? Yes, I have too. And the word of God says in Daniel 2.22, it is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. He is a revealer of hidden works of darkness. Darkness operates against you. And you know what? I'm so grateful that he knows us even better than we know ourselves. Oh my gosh, where would we be, you know? But just as the Lord has a way to get to the root of what's going on in your life, he also has a way of getting to the root of what's going on in your heart. And beloved of God, I tell you, your heartache is usually deeper than what you think it is. But thank God... Our God is a deep God. He not only deals 
with the surface issues, but he knows how to get into the deep issues within our heart that have been hindering us with our walk with him, hindering us with our walk and our relationship with others, as well as just our journey here on earth. And it doesn't matter if things has happened years and years before. And so today I felt like the Lord wanted me to share a testimony of what he did for me. Because I was having um, some serious physical issues and I was struggling to just do the day-to-day things. I was having problems. My body was hurting and I couldn't figure out what was going on so I called the doctors, I made an appointment, went in, they did all kinds of testing on me and I'll never forget what they said to me. They said, Mrs. Davis, I can't believe He said, there's nothing physically wrong with you. I was frustrated. That frustrated me. I don't know about you, but it frustrated me. And I remember driving home, and I was crying out to the Lord, and I remember the Lord speaking to my heart. Now, how many of you know God will speak to your heart? And when you call upon him, he will. And he said to me, daughter, it's not physical, it's spiritual. And I said, what am I supposed to do? I didn't know. I was totally frustrated. And I told the Lord, I have no clue where to go from here. But God, everybody say, but God, in his great mercy, had great mercy on me. And so within a two-week period of time, God started revealing to me what was going on. And he brought things to the surface that I had no idea were there, that were deep within my heart. Things that I buried that was so deep that I blocked them out because it hurt too much. You ever been there? When I was younger, I was abused by my mother. I was abused verbally and physically. And when she got angry, it was always directed to me, and I couldn't understand why she hated me. And some of you might think, oh, she didn't hate you. Oh, no, she hated me. She loved my older sister, she loved my younger brother, but she hated me. And she would tell my sister how beautiful she was, and then turn to me and tell me how ugly I was. And so I grew up thinking I was ugly. And then one day, in one of her rampages, she clearly had it out for me. And my dad was trying to calm her down, and she ended up throwing hot coffee on him, went into the bedroom in a rage and came out with a shotgun. She said she was going to kill me and my dad as she was loading the gun. And so my dad leaped across the room, grabbed it out of her hands, and he literally saved our lives. She didn't want me near her. When I was in the house, I had to stay in my bedroom a lot. Needless to say, it got really bad. And I'm not going to go into a lot more detail than that, but one day she just lost it, and she destroyed the house. She tore up furniture. She tore the curtains off the walls. She gathered up her stuff, and she left. And I was 13 years old. My parents ended up divorcing. 
And I remember the school counselor called me into her office because the friend of the court got a hold of them. And she assumed because of the divorce I was going to go with my mom. And I told her, no, I don't want to go with my mom. And she was shocked because back then the children always went with the mother. And I said, no, I want to go with my dad because she, she would hit me. She would hurt me. And back then I didn't know it was abuse but I do now. But so the grace of God, I went with my dad. All of us did. I thank God for my daddy. Amen? Amen. And so I, had, I remember I had a deep sense of relief. It came to me, the thought, it's finally over. So I buried it deep within my heart. I swept it all under this great big spiritual rug in my heart so nobody could see it when they come visiting, you know? <laughs> and, but it was no longer an open view. And people, when they would find out that my mom and dad had divorced, and they would say to me, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. You must be so hurt. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm, I wasn't hurt. And I had buried that pain so deep that God is the only that could ever bring it up. And so to fast forward, here I am years later. I got born again. I'm married to my, my sweetheart. 46 years, next Sunday. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, we had our family. We're raising our children. And all of a sudden, I'm having all these physical ch um, challenges that I have no idea what's going on. And so it was an interesting season of life because at that time we had Friday night prayer meetings in our house and they were awesome I'm telling you we would have people run out of gas in front of our house and they're like I thought I filled it up and they'd run out of gas and so we'd run out we'd help them we'd pour gas in we'd bring them in and we'd get them saved and filled with the Holy Ghost it was amazing <laughs> and and all different denominations would come I led more Lutheran people to the Lord in the driveway. <laughs> and then they'd come to the Friday night prayer meetings. And we saw blind eyes opened. We saw hearing restored. Hallelujah. And then um, we saw legs grow out. I mean, God was moving on our Friday night prayer meetings. And so, like I said earlier, within a two-week period of time, the, reveal, the Lord was revealing what was going on in my life. And that night... It was a Friday night. I could feel the stirring inside. How many of you have ever felt the stirring of the Lord? Amen. Anybody? Where you just know God's getting ready to do something. You don't know what he's going to do, but you're excited about it, but you're kind of like, ooh, you know, you're not quite sure about it. Well, that's what I was feeling inside, and I prayed. This is my prayer. I said, Lord, don't let anybody show up tonight except the other leader. And do you know the Lord answered that prayer? I started getting calls up from all the regulars who would come. And they said, well, we can't make it tonight. And uh, I'd get call after call. And then the next thing I knew, it was just the other leader, my husband and me. Hallelujah. And so we began to pray for me. And what the Lord did was he took me into a vision. And in this vision, I was laying down and the Lord showed me my heart. I saw my heart. And I saw a, a large stump of a tree that was taking up a lot of the area 
within my heart. And it had all the roots. It was a stump. It was old. It was cut off. I could see the rings in that stump, which represented all the years that it had been in my heart. And from the outside, it was dead. I remember looking at the roots. They were black. They, there was no life whatsoever. Its appearance was dead. But then all of a sudden, God's hand came out of the heavens. And it came down. And I could see his hand coming toward me. And he grabbed that root that was in my heart. And he had a firm grip on it. And when he pulled it, and it goes... And then he held it on top or above me where I could see. And underneath, it was alive. And it was evil. And it was sucking all, all the good out of my heart, out of me. And it was a revelation to me to realize that thing was alive because I, I truly thought it was dead. And then God took it and he threw it. And the only way I know how to describe it as far as the east is from the west. And it went into the deepest sea. He threw it. And it was never to be seen again. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing all these holes in my heart from that root. And, and all the different roots that were or opened up. And all of a sudden comes rushing, pure, cleansing water. Just, and I, I remember seeing like a barrier, you know, when you're going down the road and they have a barrier across there, you can't go in that lane and stuff. There was like a barrier that was there and it couldn't stand to the power of the rushing water that came. It was incredible. And, and, and it felt amazing. I mean, as God was just causing this cleansing to go through my heart. But as if that wasn't enough, then came the love. Love just started flooding my heart. And just, it was incredible. The love that brought healing, it brought restoration. It brought, um, it was so deep that the word of God talks about in, in 1 Corinthians um, 13, love that beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. It was God's love that covered a multitude of sins that was done to me. It was God's love that covered my multitude of sins. And when I came out of the vision, the glory of the Lord was in our home, in our living room. And I could not see past my arm. I couldn't see him. I couldn't see the other leader. It was like a cloud that was brilliant white with iridescent, and it was saturating me, the love of God. It was just a tangible presence of the Lord. And you felt the love of God intensely. And it was incredible, and I never wanted it to lift. I was forever changed. The Lord delivered me from a deep-seated root of bitterness. So that Friday night, our friend had left, and Dan and I went to bed, and when I fell asleep, all night long, the enemy was tormenting me. He was saying, 
you know one of those tips of that root broke off. And you know what happens when a, a tip of a root of a weed breaks off. It comes back and it's even stronger than before. And he's saying this to me over and over through the night. But the next morning when I woke up, all of a sudden I immediately recognized this was the enemy trying to steal what God had done. And, and I'm telling you, Holy Ghost, authority rose up in me, and I rebuked him. I told him he's nothing but a liar. And that God had set me free. And when God sets you free, he completes it, and it's finished. And I knew that this was one of those significant moments in my life where I would never be the same. And the fruit in my walk with God in my life changed from night to day. I was to First of all, I was totally healed. All the physical problems I was having, it was spiritual. And God was right. Ooh, who would have thought? <laughs> you know, and here he brought healing and restoration to my body. I had no more pain. Second, for me to be able to recognize the enemy was trying to steal what God had um, done was a pretty incredible because up, that, that, up to that point, I wasn't discerning. You know, I was in pain. And then the, the third thing that happened, talk about immediate fruit, was this is Sunday morning. And I was getting ready to go to church. I come out of the bedroom. I'm all dressed and ready to go. And my sweet husband, he says to me, honey, you look beautiful. And I said, thank you. And it was the first time in my life that I could accept a compliment. I re remember my mother would always tell me how ugly I was. Well, I truly believed it. And so up to this point, Dan would tell me, you know, honey, you look pretty today or whatever. I would say to him, you're lying. I know I'm ugly. But the Lord also, in his loving kindness and goodness, revealed to me why my mother hated me, why she always told me I was ugly, why her anger was always directed at me. It was because she was filled with self-hatred, and I looked like her. And so she took it out on me. Thank goodness, the Lord, you know, he didn't have to reveal to me that, but he did out of his loving kindness. And, and there was immediate fruit in my life. And this is what I call it. I had an outward manifestation of an inward change. What the Lord did that Friday night transformed me on the inside for the rest of my life. To God be the glory. So the next scripture, I love this. It says, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. I had a poisonous root of bitterness that grew in my heart. And it was definitely troubling me because everything I had gone through. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, I can't even imagine where I would be. I know I wouldn't be standing before you. All I know is he set me free. Jesus set me free. And all the roots in that vision that God had given me represented relationships with others. And those 
roots were alive and evil, and they were sucking all the fruit, the good fruit, out of me. They were poisoning me. And up to that point, I could not forgive my mother. But when that love of God came in and flooded all the areas where those roots were, for the first time in my life, I could forgive her from my heart, like the Bible says, Amen. and I could pray for her. But you know, we never really had a relationship after she left when I was 13. She lived a life as if we never existed. And I went to <clears throat> my grandma's funeral, and uh, this was her mother, and she did not come. And I met people who knew my mother, but they didn't know who I was. And, and so they would say, oh, are you, uh, you know, Margaret's daughter? And I said, no, no. I said, I'm Trudy's daughter. And they, their mouths hit the ground. They looked at each other, and they said, we didn't know Trudy had any kids. And I said, oh, yes, I have an older sister and a younger brother. And so my mother has lived a life as if we never even existed. And that was okay with me. I had peace. God had given me a peace because I want you to hear this, beloved. When somebody repeatedly and seriously abuses you and they're not willing to look at what they're doing, nor are they willing to repent to change, it's not possible to have a close relationship with them. It's just not. Hear me. We need to be careful not to interpret unconditional love to mean unconditional relationships. Let me say that again. I believe somebody needed to hear that. You have to be careful not to interpret unconditional love, meaning unconditional relationships. And I'll tell you, God is gracious. He is gracious to the saint and the sinner alike. Amen? Amen. But he does not have a close relationship with both. He tells us in his word, sin separates us from him. So to the unrepented sinner, their sin has separated them from God. And with those of us who have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, I want to tell you, you can have an amazingly close relationship with the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and another they will not follow. So in the days when the Romans were in control, they did many, many horrific things to torment people. And when they were being punished for different crimes, they would have one particular form of punishment in which they would take a dead body and attach it permanently to a person who was convicted of a crime. Sometimes they would put the person on their back and make them walk around with it. And so when the body would decompose, you know, we've seen lots of deer alongside of the road and, and they'll blow up and the gases will come out and then they will start liquefying. Um, this happened. And they would put, tie them permanently to their back and make them walk around with them. Or they would lie them down in a dungeon and have the dead body on top of them and arm to arm, face to face, torso to torso. And they wanted, the Romans enjoyed the torment and the torture. And so as they did this, the body started liquefying. It became unbearable. The stench became unbearable. The, as the body is oozing um, liquids, 
into the other person and stuff, insects would, would go from the, the dead person over to the living person. And so it was a torture that took a period of time. But I want to tell you, that's what it's like when we have roots of bitterness. When we have them in our hearts and we have unforgiveness, there is a dead weight that we carry around. The root of bitterness becomes a spiritual poison and makes us bitter and starts the decomposing process inside of our hearts, defiling us from the inside out. I felt like I was walking around with a dead weight on top of me, and I didn't understand why. And I felt like death was all around me. The poison kept seeping into who I was, trying to kill who God intended me to be. But God, Amen. but God, say it, if it wasn't for the great mercy of God, his loving kindness, his long-suffering, his unrelenting love in loving me even when I didn't deserve it, he revealed the plan of the enemy before it was too late. And he took that root of bitterness and all the poisons that were pooling up in my heart and he threw them as far as the east is from the west. Hallelujah. I about cried when I, I read this scripture as I was preparing my message. The word of God says in Psalms 103, 11 through 14, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord had compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we're made of, remembering that we are dust. This is the God we serve. He knows the end from the beginning. He knew there would come a day that I would not be able to function physically and that poison was infecting my heart and my mind. I no longer carry that dead corpse. Amen. Hallelujah. I no longer carry it because of what the Lord did for me. He knew there would come a point where if he didn't step in, I wouldn't make it. You know, and there's somebody here, I believe, that you feel the same way, that if God don't step in, you're not going to make it. If you cry out to the Lord, because the word of God says in Psalms 118, in my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. Hallelujah. Psalms 50, 15. Then call to me, when you are in trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. I am giving him all the glory for what he's done because I was fighting a battle that Jesus already won. Hallelujah. And I stand before you. I share my testimony of what God did in setting me free with that root of bitterness because I will never be the same. And I want you to know what he's done for me, he will do for you. And as I was preparing this message, the Lord gave me a word of knowledge for somebody here. And this is what the Lord showed me. 
there was a gruesome event that you witnessed where it goes over and over in your mind. It was senseless. And yet you ask over and over again, why did they do this? Why? And you're trying to make sense of it. It happened a while ago, and yet you relive this in your mind frequently. The enemy is using this to torment you. And I believe the Lord wants you to be set free from its poison so that you can move on with your life. So I want to pray right now. Father, I take authority over this particular torment this person is going through. And I command the enemy to take his hands off and to loose them now in Jesus' name. Your word says, Lord, that you will keep us in perfect peace as our minds are stayed upon you. Lord, help this person to look to you, to set their eyes upon you, Lord, for you are the author and finisher of their faith, Lord. And I speak peace. I speak peace to them in the name of Jesus. Lord, set this captive free. I don't know who that's for, but you know. And so I just pray, Lord God, that you minister to them. So Sarah and this, the worship team would come forward, please. I'm going to open up the altars right now. And I ask you, is the Lord, has the Lord spoken to your heart? Are you going through some of these things that I talked about? Come to the altar. Pour out your heart to the Lord. Call upon the Lord. Cry out to him in your time of distress because he will answer you too. You may be going through some serious battles right now, but get your eyes on Jesus. Call out to him in your time of need. Because there's some of you, you've been carrying some dead things for some time now. And the decomposing poison of that thing wants to take you out, slowly killing you. Is the weight of the multitude of sins trying to destroy your life? Is the weight of the multitude of sins that you did destroying your mind? Come to the altar, beloved of God. Let the love of God cover a multitude of sins. It doesn't make a difference if you did them or if somebody else did them. God's love is greater. God's love is higher. God's love is deeper. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great his faithful love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on you, for he knows what you're made of. The Lord knows your end from your beginning. Let today be your day that you don't have to walk anymore with the dead weight on you. Come and receive of God's great love that covers a multitude of sins.